Coming up this week on Beyond the Vibe, we're chatting to Arjun and Deggy of Gorilla Riot. Rob is an absolute weirdo, that guy. I love him. <laughs> my god, he's the strangest guy I've ever seen. Like, he just, he gets fucked and then he starts biting, he gets on the floor and starts biting people's ankles and shit. It's like, what are you doing? I'm the king of rock and roll. Ah, we hid frozen veg in Ben Laguna's suitcase, which was meant. And he didn't know about it for like four days. Where, where's my cheese toasted? Fuck your cheese toasty, man. So me and Will found it hilarious, just like this guy's taking it serious. So at the Wolverhampton gig we played at the Gifford with you guys, he was asleep. So I nicked his shoes. I can't remember where I put them, but I hid them. And he fucking shit hits the fan straight away. <laughs> Like, weren't you guys just outside the back of the Gifford for like three or four hours just chatting with Massive? I was like, yeah, Ben Laguda was telling us about his prison convictions and how he was. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Vibe, the show that cuts deep into the world of music. Thank you, Mr. Vasey. My name is Aaron Day. I'm lead guitarist in the UK band These Wicked Rivers from beautiful Derby. And I'm here, as said, with music videographer and photographer is Mr. Brian Vasey. Yes. <laughs> Always. Um, yeah, the so... Big introduction. Uh, yeah. Um, this week we spoke to Deggy and Arjun from yes. Gorilla Riot, which you can hear in a moment. But uh, before then, what have you been listening to What have I been listening week? to? What yes. have I been listening yeah. to? I've been listening to... Well, after I chat with Ricky, mm. Mr. Ricky Warwick, I checked out... Because I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, Ricky. I only <laughs> listened realistically, like, bought... Uh, the first Black Star Riders album, mm. uh, or Hell Breaks Loose, and I, I like that album. First five, six songs are killer. Mm. Um, so I checked out State of Grace because that seems to be the album that most people are digging. It was cool. There's a lot more Celtic elements in there. Mm. Like first song's got a saxophone, which I like, which isn't Celtic, but obviously <laughs> brings in that Finn Lizzy element, um, which obviously they had uh, a bit of saxophone in there in terms of the live show. Um, I digged it. It was cool. It was cool. Obviously, been listening to Ricky's album as well. I've, I've, we, have, me and Rai recently watched the Lemmy documentary. Mm. Uh, watched it before we interviewed the Gorilla Riot boys, and yes. uh, <laughs> yeah, and and that then meant that I went and listened to all the Motorhead in the world oh in my, my face at one point. I actually, this is interesting. I was listening to Motorized, the, the album from about 2004 that he's recording at the time of the Lemmy documentary, mm. and I dropped my missus off at work. And I went to the, the petrol station, filled up, and I thought, oh, I'll get a couple of ciders, a fancy cider, you know, I'll have a couple of ciders. Three for five quid, bought three ciders, I thought, this is fine, you know, I yeah. might not drink them all. Drank them in the car while driving. I had to have my leg out yeah, crash the van. No, so I, I didn't drink any of them on the way back, but I was listening to Motorizer. And it was like, which is obviously I'll let me see. Uh, yeah, the yeah. the motorizer cover by Brian Johnson. <laughs> yeah. You got the looks. Um, and I and I'm going down this, and I weren't speeding. I yeah. weren't speeding, officer. And um, and I was going off this um, dual carriageway, and the lights were about to change at the end, and I, and, and it was about to go amber. And I thought, oh, shit. And sometimes people pull out quick at the end of this. So I put my brakes on, and then at the end of this like massive riff, like Phil Campbell like doing his his wah solo, just stopped the van, and all the cider smashed over all over my van, and it was shit. And I've never been so dis. But my panu chocolates didn't get wet. Which is all that matters. <laughs> I, re- I remember getting in the van. And I had this waft, and I was like, what, stank, didn't it? "What is that smell?" And I was like, "I, I didn't. I don't want to say anything because I had to come back at half <laughs> ten at night and scrape glass and cider out of the van. Um, and I was going to clean it, but the next day I didn't think it smelled that bad, so I've left it. <laughs> It'd be all right. That nice smell of cider in the morning. Yeah, it's gone nice and rotten now. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've been listening to loads of. Mo- I really like them modern Motorhead albums. I think mm. they're good, man. I think Lemmy's lyrics um, are really underrated you know mm. he's a great lyricist and uh, and there's a band they just know what they are and you know, I vibe off that cool. we've got Gorilla Riot boys as you yes. said this week um, mm. enjoyed the chat with, with Dougie and Arjun I mm. think they're good guys you know it felt very much on what we're trying to do with with Beyond the Vibe where it felt like we were probably just having a drink and mm. and just taking the piss out of each other you know which yes. is which is which what it's all about isn't it yeah and i will say if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast you're seriously missing out on Look, what is this up. what is this beat <laughs> what is the beat well, th- there's an extra layer this week because 
Arjun is wearing an interesting outfit that he doesn't really completely explain. So you, you're losing a little bit there if you don't come and watch the video. We're not going to no. tell you what that is. Well, we're not. So uh, with that in mind, <laughs> here is uh, Deggy and Arjun of Gorilla Riot. So we're here with Arjun and Deggy of Manchester Five Piece Gorilla Riot. Thanks for joining us, boys. Shabba. Nice Woo! <laughs> No worries. <laughs> so, I mean, I have to ask because people are going to ask, what is it with the Santa outfit? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's a new age, motherfucker. This <laughs> is <a> new age. <laughs> um, so, like, let's go right back to the beginning for you guys. Um, uh, like, like, what came first for you? Um, Arjun, like uh, uh, playing guitar or singing, and um, what what was it uh, the same for you, um, Deggy? With like your stuff. For, for, for me, it was uh, it was guitar. I uh, I used to, I've learned violin since I was uh, since I was a, a wee a wee kid and um, got pretty good. Got got to like grade seven and then uh, realised I hated it because you you can't get to play your favourite songs, you know, but. My sister got me into rock and roll when I was about 11 or 12. So I, was, I wanted to play guitar from then. Then my dad got me a guitar and then from that it went on. So I, it was, I, I wanted to be Richie Sambora or Slash. That was it for me. Um, and I tried, I tried to be the lead guitarist of a band for fucking years. And I couldn't, I couldn't find a singer. So I had to just suck it up and, and, and learn how to sing. And then, and then the rest kind of fell into place about 10 years later but right know. okay yeah so it didn't come naturally to, for you to sing then it was a force. no no it was like I, I mean i if i'm honest i still fucking hate it man. like I, I i can't be asked being a front, front person and <laughs> i fucking hate singing it's like it's a pain in the ass like who wants to do that every night like just get, give me some beers and let me on stage and play a guitar and i'm fucking happy man. There's, there's no need for any, <laughs> any of the other bullshit, you know, that you comes still... with be, being a front person. And I think that works with your identity, though, man, because you, you, you're not, like, stereotypical. You're not David Coverdale, are you? <laughs> you no. Know what I mean? what are you trying to say? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, well, you said this after. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, it, it took a while. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been in, to be fair, not that many bands, but enough to know... You know, maybe maybe your time's up. Uh, you know, you, you've given it a go. And then I was with a band which happened to be with a guy. The bassist of that band was Deggy's oldest mate. Um, and he and De- Deggy came to see us at one of our two gigs, and uh, and we were shite, man. I mean, this guy, <laughs> this this guy, he's called Crouton. He goes by many names. And he's an absolute legend, but he he, he never learned any of the tunes because he couldn't be asked. You know, he's just he's there for a party, and it was yeah. great. But you know, those two gigs were were fucking awful. But but Deggy saw one of them and he he liked it. So after the gig, he came up and said, "That was mint." I was like, "Yeah, no." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, "If you ever want to do anything, give me a shout." I was like, "All right." And about two years later. I called him up and he was still key. <laughs> Sick. What about for you, Deggy? Like, what got you into uh, into playing bass, man? Well, uh, it was a bit of a weird one. So I've always grown up like with Purple, White Snake, Zeppelin, and everything. So my dad was like well into all that. But playing bass, I don't know why I wanted to start playing bass. I think it's just it was different. Like I didn't want to play guitar, but my dad was just like to play bass you need to play guitar for a few years so he forced me to play guitar for about two years and I fucking hated it um, then in the end I won him over and I got a bass and I don't, I don't know I just I his, think dad, being... his dad by the way is like an exceptional frontman who's gigged like from the 70s onwards so he wanted his, his son to be like the king of whatever band he's in which he kind of is in his own snidey way but, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was it it was just like I wanted to do it but it were like I don't want all like eyes on me I'd rather just stand at the back and just do my bit and uh, I don't know I, I kind of think the Cliff Williams situation's cool like he's Legend. the backbone of that fucking band and he can walk down the street and not no one knows who he is if he wants that 
Yeah. If you look as if Deggy, you want to be known on the street. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't right. Like you want to be anonymous. This that's how it started. <laughs> that's how that, that's how it started. No. Yeah. All right. Things develop. <laughs> You're right though, man. Because if you look in bands, the fucking if the bass player or the drummer's shit, then the whole thing's fucked. You know, it's what oh, it yeah. all together. I mean, like like Cliff Arden was vibing on it, like Cliff Williams and and uh, and Phil Rudd is like that's what holds DC together, man. It's what ta- it's what you tap your foot to. So if that's on its ass, the whole the whole thing's fucked to that point. You know, so there is absolutely. A... So that's, there... that's the the whole thing. Like, uh, I mean, taste is whatever. Everyone has different tastes, but for mm-hmm. me. For me, you need that groove in there for, for any kind of music, and if you don't have that, then the whole thing is just I'm not going to be that into it. And I think my taste is the best, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 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 like you, your band, man. There's a clear groove that happens, and that's what gets you into it. You're not going to be able to appreciate anything without being settled into a certain thing, at least for me. No, I appreciate that, man. I've always been big on bass players. You know, I think I think if you've got a good bass player, it, it you know, it's it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and less is more a lot of the time, but it's still as important. It is. Yeah. It, it took me a long while to like come to terms with that in a way. Because I was playing in like it was a four piece, but with one guitarist, like just Hendrix covers and stuff. This was before I joined Ryan. And um, I had freedom to do near enough whatever I wanted there, near enough. And then coming into this environment with three guitar players, it took me a good long while to get used to just like less is more, just keep the right hand solid and left hand just stay there and do it. Yeah, you best shut the fuck up and sit back otherwise. There's <laughs> <laughs> three lead guitar players here. So, you know, but that we, we all kind of feel that in this band because, mm. you know, we're all lead players. So we all have to shut up. For a long time, which which I think is important. Yeah, big time. If you look mm. at some of the best songs of, of rock and roll, man, most of them are simple, and it's about yeah. what, what they're actually like. You know, it's like you say, it goes back to the groove. Mm. Groove normally reigns supreme, and then it's just adding additional things on that. Exactly. We we can all be like you know huge Rush fans and all that kind of stuff, but most basic humans they need just a groove to get into. And that's and I'm a basic human, and I need that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Gorilla Right were formed in 2013, and uh, let's get it out the way. I mean, how did the name Gorilla Right come about? I mean, was there any kind of gorilla-related incident that happened, or <laughs> something? Because it's quite an unusual name, isn't it? Uh, yeah, every day, man. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's complete bullshit, man. You, I'd like to have a story for you, but it's. It's just nothing. Something it's came up with. literally like uh, like the bassist I was talking about, Crouton. He he wanted to call us Porno Riot, and <laughs> and I just you know I was like I kind of want to do this as my life, so I'm not gonna allow that name. <laughs> but uh, the Riot I was like okay with, and then our other mate Jake texted me something about whilst we were in the studio, like something about chimpanzee warrior force or something and i was like i do like monkeys like all my passwords are like to do with monkeys i'm not gonna say what they are but (laughs) (laughs) i was like what about gorilla riot and everyone just looked around and said yeah man let's go we we were literally like releasing the first album like in two days time still like mixing it and shit so we just like yeah fuck it go with it and so that's it yeah that's a cool name man also like there's no other band called gorilla so yes. In terms, in terms of Google, it was yeah. Let's go for it, man. Like, mm. Sexy apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish it was more interesting, but no, 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 it's it's cool. it is not. It is we boring. have this. We have this fucking problem when we get asked it because it's because it's like like these wicked rivers. You'd think, oh, there's got to be a cool story about it, and then we asked yeah. Hartwell, <laughs> and Hart was like, yeah, I was, I was, it was outside practice, and I was just, did a car park. Did a car park. Banned around names. You just came up with it, really. And, like, yeah. Just Everything's question. sexier when it's done in a Midlands accent as well, you yeah. <laughs> I mean, it don't sound like him at all. Yeah. But, you know, we'll roll with it. But yeah. as soon as he lays on that it's in a car park, it's just rock and roll. The whole rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's gone at that. Yeah. It's a good name, man. It's a good name because Wicked is always good. And oh, Rivers, yeah. I like a river, man. It's just a good name. Uh, rivers are all right, man. <laughs> all right. And Riot's good. You know, Riot's a good you know, evokes like a certain amount of, like, you know, passion a bit of aggression yeah i mean it does but unfortunately we 
I mean, we don't only do that. So sometimes it kind of holds us back because we do a lot of acoustic shit as well. But yeah. you know, who cares? It's a fucking name, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Arjun, you, you formed the band. How, how did you go about recruiting? I mean, you've kind of spoke about it a little bit. You know, we've kind of going through the history. But maybe yeah. looking at sort of the sound of the band, did you have anything particular in in mind? You know, when you all came together, or did that could just come naturally from the jams? Uh, no. So I mean, as a band, we don't jam. So. Right. With, with with my first with my first bands, um, I would always write the tunes anyway. But with this band, I was like, "It's look, I've I've done enough now. Either I'll give it one last shot." And so I went and recruited the people, the best people that I thought um, were around in Manchester. Um, so that's Charlie, William, William, Liam, and uh, and and Deggy, um, and they all said, "Yeah, but." At that point, I was like, "Let's just um, let's just see," because I, I I don't want to be pigeonholed into a certain thing. Um, but I knew these players could could play, so I went with that. The drummer situation has taken a while, but we've got the right guy now. Cool. But in terms of like, they, the the guys always give me enough time and whatever. They just say, "Look, we'll wait for whatever." You, you bring bring the demos to us, and as soon as I give them to them. There's a few, don't get me wrong, that uh, they go by the wayside. But most of them, they'll fucking learn and they'll just make so much better and it'll turn into a different song from anything that I imagine. So kind of works that, that way. I'll, I'll have a certain vision of certain of how I want to do the next album or like, there you knows, but we have kind of a, our next three releases planned out and one's wow. fully acoustic, one's stonesy and the next one's funk and and still rock but like funk rock mm. and yeah man they they just allow me the time to to write the initial tunes and then i'm playing with some of the best musicians i've ever, I've ever seen so you know this it's quite easy for me no it's mm. really it's a, it's a really interesting dynamic because it's a lot different than, than probably other bands you know mm. i mean for yourself for yourself daggy kind of being involved in that compared to scenarios you've been in before with writing do, do you do you vibe off that kind of having songs brought to you as a band and you can just add your own mark onto it at that point yeah man for sure it's it's one of them though i've only ever been in three bands in my life so the other two bands was just like a mess about college band and the other one was a cover band like i said so I, I was very new to all of this in a way um and for me it's kind of the norm that's like all i've ever known when it comes to it but i always look forward to like receiving new tunes dropping in the inbox and having a listen it's like okay what's what's going to happen with this what do i need to do and what do i definitely don't need to do in it so yeah. I, I, just, I don't know i just try and keep everything solid and simple and then just let the guys do their magic oh that's cool man yeah, for, for, for me at least, like with, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I've been in bands before when, and I know it works for, for other bands and it's great. I think it's it adds a lot when bands come together with just an idea and, and they, they write something together. But I've been in bands like that before, and at least the other the three guitarists have all been in bands where you come together with all different ideas and it's just a fucking mess. And you spend yeah. like two hours just everyone's having a shit time and no, no song is made. I prefer, even when I play for other people, occasionally that happens. And I will, I prefer a song to be there. And then everyone has a starting point, right? You can learn that and then you can just go from there and you can change it, whatever. But if you just come in with loads of ideas, it's a bit fucking hectic for me that I just can't. I want to enjoy what I'm doing, right? I don't want to do that. This is fucking bollocks, man. It can end up a bit of an, a pursuit of ego as well as people trying mm. to find their own fucking place in it, which I I don't get from you guys at all. Like I feel like that bullshit just doesn't matter. Like it's mm. there's a real like there's a, there's a real respectable amount of space for everyone, which I think is really cool. There's too many egos in this band to have that, so everyone needs to just shut the fuck up and, and, and get on with it. <laughs> I like how the overriding theme from Hydra is to shut the fuck up and get on with it. Yeah, I mean, we're I feel like that's mounted in the, in the room, like when you record it. <laughs> yeah, literally, just fucking shut up and get on with it, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously you mentioned it but the, uh, you guys obviously support that three guitar lineup. Um sonically this is quite different to other bands and gives you that option to do kind of harmony guitar parts was this intended from the start or um, did you just kind of come about that with you know like when you were picking your line out and, and it was, no it was intended from from when I picked the uh, 
the lineup we have now because but cool. uh, you know I was just like let's give it one shot one last shot to 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 do something with your life and music and uh, I was like let's get the three guys and I always thought when I saw a three piece or a four piece no matter how good they were there'd always be things left off like that they that they could have done um that they'd done on the record that that were missing necessarily mm. so and it wouldn't necessarily detract from the performance but i just thought why not just have it all and that that will always also require people like i said shutting up and just maybe playing an a <laughs> playing an a for a whole song but it doesn't matter because you have the options and if everyone's okay with letting someone else have this bit and have that bit then in principle like an orchestra if you have all the instruments everything's there for you so mm-hmm. you know that was the thinking behind it that's cool i like the fact that you made the point i was going to bring it back to you but you already made it in that it's cool because anything overdubs or anything you can you can give a performance that's a proper replica of what's on the album yeah um like and there'll still be more overdubs and stuff that are on record than what yeah. we do but we can do give a closer approximation to that i guess no that's cool man so between your origins and your first full-length release peach you released one mini LP, three EPs. Uh, your track Bad Sun was then chosen to be included on the Year 8 Presents New Wave of Rock and Roll with some other killer bands, which is badass. Um, what's your thoughts on the scene as a whole, boys? I mean, as you guys seem to be a key band within that community, having gigs of obviously Piss and, and Massive. And I always think back to when we played Our Rock Hell and you boys were playing the after show. And like me and Art were wandering around, and there was like obviously Stevie from Bad Touch, you know, and the Wolfjaw Boys, you know, there's a real community there. Like, how do you see the community as a whole and your place in it all? I mean, I, Deggy's probably a nicer one to ask about this, but I, I, I like it. I like who I like. So if I meet people who are cool, um, I get on with them. I like some of the bands on that scene. I also think there's a lot wrong with that scene, but, um, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. There's a it's the same. It's the same with with a lot of scenes. You know, there's a. I don't know. I don't, don't want to say too much. I guess, but <laughs> it's a, It is what it is. It's it helps some people, and it's a lot of bullshit as well. No, I respect that, man. You know, it's nothing like obviously we've chatted to a lot of bands like within it and and not within it. You know, and it's and I think it's important to you know to be open and honest. You know, I agree. I've got even though I've, I feel a lot of support from it. At the same time, there's like with any scene, as you say, there's there's positives and negatives. I mean, spinning yeah. to yourself, to yourself, Deggy. I mean, you, you know, do you, how do you feel in terms of that whole community and wave? It's I like the community aspect of it. Like I think that. It is good to give the platform for our bands and to get the stuff out there. But as Arjun said, there is a lot of bullshit involved in there. And like, to be honest, there's probably a handful of bands I like in that scene. And that's like what I'd actually like and go and buy the record of. Mm-hmm. I find myself looking in different areas for new music now rather than what I've been brought up listening to. Because I feel like with rock and roll as well at the minute, I feel like I'm constantly chasing the dragon like I were when I was 12. I was getting everything like Aerosmith, ACDC and stuff like that. And it was all fresh and new when I was like, oh my God, what's this, I need it. But nowadays I'm hearing stuff coming out and I just feel a bit deflated, just like mm, I could have done better on that in a way. So I'm looking yeah. for different areas and stuff and like what's new and out at the minute that's doing something different. And I think people play it safe. People yeah. are yeah. opportunities. That's like, it. That's the way to say it. Yeah. Why? Why kiss someone's ass for an opportunity? Make the opportunity for yourself. And if you yeah, because like, exactly. And and I think in that in that scene, it's not just you know, it's not specific to that scene or whatever. It's all all the industry. But like, yeah. people seem to be, they'll chase this success. They want that tour, so they'll release a tune or an album that sounds exactly like someone else. And I'm like, sound like your fucking self, man. And then. And then people will like it more, you know. And and if they don't, fuck it. <laughs> no, you, know, you, you don't. You don't play for the fucking fans, man. You play for yourself, and hopefully they like it. You start playing for the fans, then you fuck. They need to shut the fuck up and get on with it, man. Talking about point to this, I keep pointing on this. <laughs> no, it. <laughs> I really appreciate your honesty, boys. I mean, we were chatting about this beforehand because we were checking out like some some like some different bands. And my my problem with it, and I always push the boys with this, is I feel like it's it's so easy. Like, and the problem is, is that people like a lot of the and I really like, it's a difficult conversation because you don't want to discredit anyone or create any. Yeah, of course, yeah. But I think the problem is, is that because people like I think the the overall 
rock fan at the minute soaks up soaks up the paint by numbers rock and roll really yeah. well. and the trouble is if, if every band then just appetizes that the whole yeah. thing just revolves and nothing new is ever created you know i'm really yeah. simple itself i'm really like, big influence for me is like jeffro tool mm. and ian anderson and that real kind of you know it's brave to say that bro but yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, stand up stand up one Lo- loves a jazz flute this kid yeah, <laughs> okay but, but that's what that's what i mean though i love the fact that it's pushing the boundaries out there yeah absolutely challenging the scene to develop and try and try new things to push it to that next level yeah. Otherwise, it's just one wheel constantly revolving all the time, year by year, and it never moves forward. Absolutely. Thank you, and, and and it's not like it's not necessarily about because some people could always say like, oh, you, if if a band has a certain sound and they release a similar type of record every time, there's nothing wrong with that. That's 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 good, but that's di- you still have to be true into like be yourself. There's no need to push boundaries for the sake of it. But if you play, there's nothing more unique than the actual people who are making that that music right so just don't try and be conformed to some formula just play how you want to play it and that's unique enough i think no mm. I, I agree completely and i think it's very like me and rye talk a lot about this i think <laughs> that that when people are true to themselves i think it's it's there to see mm. on the same kind yeah. when they're not i think you can you can see that you know you can tell it's corny as fuck but it is it's pretty true man I think, I think a prime example of that with us was um, the last 12 months, to be fair, with the pandemic hitting, because like, there were so many ideas thrown about. Just like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Live stream shows, all this stuff and whatnot. And we was like, no, want none of it. We'll just stay true to ourselves and just do it our way or else we won't bother. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not right for other people to do a live No, stream. not at all. Yeah. Not at all. But um, I, I don't know. It's like, I'd rather, like, and I know you would, I'd rather do something if our hearts in it for this instead of the sake of just doing it mm. yeah i think it's got to because you know i'm not fucking 80 anymore and it's got to a point where this fucking life is hard like it's it's very hard to hold a band together in you know in whatever times these days especially a rock band there's not much going for us if you're gonna do it just fucking do it like you want to do it you know not like anyone else wants to do it because the thing at the end of it, you can walk away and know that you've you've committed everything of yourself to it, don't you? There's no yeah. and you you haven't got any regrets about that at the end of it. That's it, yeah. Yeah, mm. man. Vibe on that. Yeah. So obviously, uh, your first uh, full-length LP, Peach, was released in January 2020, just over a year ago. So uh, when when we listened back to the first uh, um, mini album, we we felt that there was uh, more of that bluesy overtone, um, whereas Peach feels a bit more heavier. Um, yeah. Do you do you feel the identity and sound of the band has developed over time, or have you guys just like grown naturally into that kind of more? heavier sound no i think we've uh, we've got better as a band but that peach isn't anything to to think of how we're going to progress i mean our next we haven't announced anything she'll i mean we'll say we're, we're doing an ep soon and it's just full on acoustic so we're, we're always going to be changing our um i mean i think we'll probably always be rock and roll based but We've got better as a band because we've been playing together for, for seven mm-hmm. years. And um, but the sound is is going to change because I get bored and I'm not going to be visual. So I'm not going to just because Peach was heavy. I mean, don't get me wrong, I fucking love heavy. You know, I'm I'm in I'm in the pit every fucking time at a fucking show. But I also like a bit of acoustic shit and I like all everything in between. So. Mm-hmm. I think it was an interesting question based on what you said earlier as well, because obviously you've got, for yourself in particular, you've got quite a creative vision in terms of what you want to do for like the next like three releases, you said, you know, and yeah. I quite like the fact you've given yourself that creative room. Like we said, you know, you're not fucking putting yourself in a box and you feel like you've yeah. got that, that room to be able to express not just yourself, but for the band to express mm. themselves, you know, and that's a good thing to have. Yeah. So no, I look forward to that, man. It was sick. So coming away from the. Oh, sorry, I thought there was a question coming. No, no, I was, I was just, I was just pissed arsing around with it, mate. <laughs> uh, I'm really bad at these Zoom things, man. I'm sorry. No, that's, all right. that's cool, man. 
Uh, so coming away from the music, because one of the things we like to do is kind of get a vibe. Just been fucking. Nosy. Yeah, let's get into into just the crux of the matter. Just, just be nosy, to be honest. Uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so, Dougie, you're an artist. Uh, last December, you know, you raced over a grand for a local food bank with your raffle mm-hmm. of your piece showcasing Oliver holding his bowl up uh, to the high peak MP, which is badass. Right. Awesome. Yeah, uh, fucking I'm... big respect, Dougie. Yeah, yeah he, he deserved it. He really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, so how it all came about, in a way, like I was having a proper depressed week, like really bad. I was like, I might actually cave this time and go and get antidepressants because I usually just self-medicate by impulse buying shit that I don't need. For example, 14 foot trampoline when my mum and dad were on holiday. Yeah, you fucking yeah. did do that. Jesus. Yeah, they, they were not happy. They were not happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I literally, I was just scrolling online and I noticed he voted against feeding the hungry kids. And then he just puts right. on like, I'm having a competition for under 13s to design my new Christmas card. I was like, right, you're having it, you fucker. Yeah. Have it. <laughs> so I did it. I publicly humiliated him and uh, yeah, showed him who my boss. I'm grateful for the money for food bank, so yeah. Fucking <laughs> sick, man. You can't argue that. I mean, in terms of your art, though, because obviously we were chatting over the weekend, man, and showing me what you're working on. Is it something where you've ever wanted to to collaborate it with with the music side, or do you keep it kind of separate as your own as your own beast? Um, I'm open. I did a limited run of uh, paintings on vinyls of us over summer. Um, I think I only limited it to ten sets. So I did them. I've got a really, really cool collaboration coming out with one of my favourite guitar players. That should be in a couple of weeks if all goes to plan. Awesome. Um, but it's it's one of them. I'm open for anything. If it's a way you can express yourself and have a really good creative process with that, then I'm, I'm open for whatever, man. Cool. Like if someone texts um, Pride in painting a 20 foot cock and balls on a wall or doing something <laughs> dead cool, um, if, as long as you dig it, then sounds. Sick. One, one thing I'll say is um, as well, like Deggy, I've seen him. He wasn't like eighteen when I first started playing with him, but he was. He was still young comp- compared to some of us. And um, <laughs> <laughs> on on bass and and uh, this painting thing as well, you can see his progression. And he's uh, when he puts his mind to something, he, he fucking does it, and he does the, the right things and the important things. And that that against you know the, that knobhead politician was case in point there you go it's a good it's a good he's a good guy that guy so like Deggy oh. I'm saying not, not the other guy <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say that but I am like the biggest bastard in the world oh he's, he's an absolute knobhead don't get me wrong but oh. I, like, I like taking the piss out of people Deggy's great at that but when it comes down to it he's a he's a solid human <laughs> it goes back to what we were saying before Deg about the fucking like our love for, for Lemmy and Motorhead it's that like, I, I've, obviously I was saying I've been watching the, the Lem documentary and it yeah. does give you this fucking massive like um, mm. feeling of just being against people at the top that haven't got a fucking mm. it's like, In it. you know it really unites that feeling in you and I think that yeah. I imagine that that doesn't that sort of thing pushes you towards doing stuff like that you know because I think the thing is it shouldn't be that case but unfortunately it is still at the moment even in the most privileged places in the world like here it's still a shit show isn't it like from up top so you know that's the way it is but Mm. all we can do is hope yeah, that's it. Mm. So for yourself, Arjun, what what do you get up to in your spare time apart from dress up as Santa? <laughs> <laughs> this is just for you guys and select other occasions. <laughs> um, I don't want to know them occasions. <laughs> um, I do. So I work part time um, with young autistic uh, adults. So I have like five five guys that I mm. oh, support cool. and. Um, yeah, I, I love those guys, but they're also, you know, if you're there too much, it gets it gets a bit it gets a bit much. <laughs> so, uh, but you know that that shit um, that shit pays the bills for me, and, and you know I, I work with great people there. So, but that's you know two days a week, and the rest the rest is riot, and and I can't wait to quit the other job so I can do riot. <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna happen. You know, I've been waiting a while, and I think I think I'll probably have to wait, but. I, I, I vibe on the fact that what you do during the day because that, that's what I do. 
nice. The whole thing, the whole reason I've I've always enjoyed doing it is because I always feel like it's fucking what was on about a minute ago. It's a bit of a rebellion, isn't it? You're not sitting in an office, you know. You. That's it. You know. I can wear my own clothes. Yeah, that's firstly it. that's important because you you just feel that's if you don't have to wear a suit, my god, it's so much better, right? Oh mm-hmm. man. And also, you know, it's the first job that I ever had that I felt every day I feel like I've made a difference to someone. Mm. So you know. But you know, at the same time, I fucking quit in a day. I want to get. I want to get. I fucking want to get. I love them for <laughs> that. In, in the same breath, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me enough money, I just want to get pissed out of my head and play guitar. That's it. <laughs> Well, that's that's uh, just, it's the thing you've dreamt of since you're a nipper, isn't it? Like, I mean, I fucking yeah. I, I actually really enjoy my job. Yeah, it's fucking badass. But at the same time, like, yeah. I've, I've dreamt for so long, similar to yourself. Of, well, yeah. How long have you been doing it? What the the, the knocking about an autistic kid did that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been doing it since. Well, I've got. I'm oh, fucking hell. Here uh, we I go. I don't want to go. Give me a year. Give me a year. Mate, I work for the fucking council. No, I've been doing it since I was 21. But I look like shit because I'm only 26. Yeah, I was going to say, you're young, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I look... It's the beard, man. <laughs> you don't look like shit. I, I thought you were young. Anyway, you look good, man, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for about... Yeah, so still... So you've been doing it not quite as long. Nah, why? How long have you been doing I'm gonna it? I'm going to say, in the next year, you'll start getting annoyed, mate. I mean, <laughs> some, of these, some of these people, they're so selfish. I'm just like... I love you, man, but can you not think about anyone else for one second? Nah. Where's my cheese toasty? Fuck your cheese toasty, man. (laughs) I could be on tour right now, you dickhead. (laughs) I've got some fucking great stories over the years fucking working with people like that. I do love it. I mean, I agree, I agree. Without doing my own preach thing, I've done done this thing where I've set up something in... uh, Derbyshire to try and bring the two things together where like you I'm keep t- saying ting like it's a thing yeah it's a thing man fucking pain in the arse you are you know go on Derbyshire just to try and bring the two things together because I think like, <laughs> autism music's just that's mm. man like, mm. proper, I think it's a proper evoke something in them you know because it's, it's something that's what are you what are you setting up in it so, so I'm doing a thing where like I'm, I'm basically trying to um, work with mainly high functioning around creative development. So it's like targeting photography, music, art, screen printing, and then we try we try and focus on that passion to then like pr- make them feel more confident. Like you say, think about others more, try and bring that sense of community. So we've got like we, we've got a project that we're working on at the minute where we're going to do like a, a gig and an art exhibition in one go. Where we've got one of them DJing, one of them doing the photography, one oh, of them. Nice. Like, Doing like the fucking the all the media for it and that. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, if you just... can get all that shit, like you said, with with high functioning people, but still, if you can get all that, that, that's a hard job, even with like inverted commas, like normal people. Yeah, it's yeah. to get done. So if you do that with with people with 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 certain issues, that's a really impressive thing. Man. We'll get Gorilla right down to play, man. Uh, wait. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Get in the canteen making them cheese toasties. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm up for that, man. I like cooking, but yeah. <laughs> right. Fucking. So now, obviously, it's looking like we'll hopefully be returning to live music. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, what What plans do you boys have? I mean, you've teased a few things. Have you got any gigs booked? Anything coming up for the rest of the year? Go to Deggy. <laughs> Honestly, it's just rescheduled stuff from last year. And um, I was just saying to the guys the other day, like, with all the big outdoor festivals getting cancelled, it just misses it, apart from Reading and Leeds. Like, we've got a pretty good festival season, if you want to call it, of, like, all day, to be fair. Like, we're playing at Funfer Picturedrome with Massive Wagons. That's first gig back, so that's pressure. Um, Is it fuck? We'll smash him. (laughs) I'm sure they're good. I'm sure they're good. Still. Um, It's... Yeah, gig to go back to, win it, a venue you've always wanted to play, and it's like, fuck, okay. Um, so we've got that. We've got Just Push Play. Mm. That's always a good dude. Lee's a great dude. So yeah. that's yeah. really fucking good to be a part of. And you guys on that as well? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll be good. I mean, Lee's just a, he's one of those like promoters, if you call him that, but he just seems like such a really sound guy. Oh, yeah. he is, man. Yeah, and, and his dude that he organizes. Not like a lot of these promoters who chat a lot of shit and get fuck all done. He's 
seems like his dues are good. So mm-hmm. I good think guy. Uh, he we chatted to him on his um, on his radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And like I think I think the biggest thing is he's he's yeah he's just he's a fan and he cares. Yeah, mm. he's a really genuine, cool cool guy. He doesn't put himself on the promoter fucking pedestal or anything. No, not no. Yeah, just on the on the same vibe. Which... And that's it. If you do that, he will do well out of it as well for his charity or however he does it. But he's those are the kind of guys that that the music industry needs more of. I think. No, agree. Agree. Yeah. Sure, man. What have we got? We've got Crazy Cowboy, which is gonna be. A disastrous masterpiece. <laughs> everything you want in one, yeah. and it's just going to explode. So I can't wait for that. That guy's a man. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Looking forward to it. It'll be good. Yeah, that'll be good. And then I don't, I can't really remember beyond that. To be fair, we're like as a band for us at least. We're, we're not really looking for that much this year. Um, we've we've got a plan of like, so we've got a release coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll announce soon, and then we're recording the next album this year as well. So, cool, man. and that—that's like it's without giving too much away. It's, it's going to take a lot of, of time and recording stuff to get that right. So, you know, I think as a band, we're pretty happy to let this year with what we've got booked, yeah. let it lie, and then next year we we have to we have to go work again. You know, so. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but also, you need times like you know when this lockdown thing happened. I was I was kind of like as a band like like you will know it in, in this in this at the stage we're at yeah you kind of forced to keep going out on the road mm-hmm. which is great but when do you get time to actually work on real shit and do and get better and you get better at live stuff but mm-hmm. playing playing the old songs who gives a fuck like let's let's do something new we've been given like a year and a half to to work on stuff so I think we're gonna still use the rest of this year as you know we're still in lockdown let's say and and let's uh let's use it to to make two two great records rather because after that we're gonna have to fucking go go for it so yeah, that's, cool. that's my thinking no, i think that's sick i think if you take it as an opportunity like mm. fucking, you can fucking grow and then when things are properly back to normal without forcing anything you can properly be yeah like, you know, we had a tune away with Jack from Piston. He had some, mm. fu- he had some pretty mad stories for the road. Some of them involving yourselves. Spoke highly of you boys. Um, <laughs> it's your opportunity to make Jack look like a wanker. Um, <laughs> Jack, Jack would have spoken highly because Jack's a pussy. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> he, was the fir- he was the first home every time. These guys are crazy. I mean, yeah, we're up. Yeah, okay, we are. But like, Rob, Rob and uh, Captain Jack from the <laughs> band. Jack can hang with us, like like everyone can. But uh, Rob is an absolute weirdo. That guy, I love him. <laughs> but my God, he's the strangest guy I've ever seen. Like he just he gets fucked and then he starts bite. He gets on the floor and starts biting people's ankles and shit. And, and everyone's just it's not even like it's that that like invasive. But it's like, what are you doing? I'm the king of rock and roll. Are you Rob? Like no, what, what is going on, mate? Come back to the trailer. But I'm the king. Stop biting our drummer's ankle and get up off the floor, you dickhead. I love, like, oh, that, when we're on tour with Massive, that was just like, because I, I knew, like, I got a little warning in advance. It's like, these guys like to play pranks. And it was like, all right, let's fucking have it. It is absolutely on from day one. Yeah. And me and Will, our drummer, were just like, all right, this is happening. So, like, I think it was... Oh, Grimsby, second show. Um, I, we hid frozen veg in Ben Laguna's suitcase, which was mint, <laughs> and he didn't know about it for like four days. Laguna, oh Laguna by the way, is, is the lead guitarist from Massive, and he's probably, apart from like Slash and Angus and those big dogs, he's the best rock guitarist I've ever seen in my life. He's fucking incredible. He but he's a child, that guy. He he's is. Like, <laughs> he's like a six-year-old idiot douchebag. Um, and he, he loves it. He has the worst taste in clothes. The worst <laughs> taste in shoes. I mean, the, the trainers and stuff. So that's he loves his shitty things. Carry on, Dougie. No, I remember before that tour started, I remember it was you, weren't it, Arch? You were just like, yeah, I'm a bit skint and I need some shoes. And I was like, right, I'll buy you some shoes, but you can't complain. You have got to wear these. Yeah. I went to B&M, so I was like, they're the shittest pair of trainers. <laughs> B&M footwear. He's having them. Oh, He's mate. having them. So I bought them, right? 
They're and awful. The they're awful. Of Bannermans. He's got about <laughs> Ben Laguna rocks up, and he's got like the worst pair of tyres I've ever seen in the world. Yeah. They make they make Arjun's trainers look like fucking Adidas superstars. Mine were amazing <laughs> compared to it. Honestly, it so me and Will, the worst fucking kicks you've ever seen. Oh man, abysmal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you get bullied at school for wearing that shit. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So me and Will found it hilarious, just like this guy's taking it serious. So at the Wolverhampton gig we played at the Gifford with you guys, he was asleep. Um, so I nicked his shoes. I can't remember where I put them, but I hid them. And he fucking shit hits the fan straight away. Where's my fucking shoes? Where's my fucking shoes? Where's my fucking shoes? And I was like, I don't know, mate. It's like... All right, well, I'm taking this box of records then. I'm like, right, take him, take him. So he goes into another room with a box of EPs where you guys were. He's like, and trying to interrogate him, like, where are my shoes? And it's just like, I don't know. So he, he starts rubbing each record one by one again. This is like one, one of our, like, EPs that he's got. He's got the box. Yeah. All right. Like, and he's there, he's rubbing the fucking records against his knob. Just there, like, threatening us. Just like, come yeah. on. You can have a bag. He, he was never shy about kid. getting his junk out. So. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, this was, like, this was like, it's like five in the afternoon. It's daylight. Yeah. There's like yeah, yeah, yeah. hunters around and he's just with his fucking jewels out. Just going, eh, give me a fucking cheese. I'm going to do this all day. Anyone. <laughs> Anyway, we all just looked bought... at you like, go for it, mate. We don't really get. <laughs> yeah, and anyone who bought a record that night, you've got some Ben Laguda DNA on there. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then it like it went up a notch. We were in Reading. Will Carter, big love, good good mate of ours. He was doing yeah. an interview with both Two bands. Two media once. check about. Mm. We were doing an interview with both bands at once, and I decided like, right, he's he's having one last one, so I fucking kicked him on the interview and ran off with his pants <laughs> and undies. <laughs> And he's there just fucking cupping his knob, getting in the back. It's like, I just want my pants. Can I have my pants? Yeah. <laughs> and shot of him walking in the pants, face like bare ass for the camera. And, um... he's, the, he's the funniest guy, mate. He's also a little bit like every time, if in sound check, you know how it is when, like, sometimes when you're playing at the level we are, you, the sound's never great, is it, on stage? Mm. If his guitar wasn't loud enough, he would have a fucking paddy. Yeah, and and Brad, the poor guy, you know, the front guy, it's just like, dude, just don't worry, like, you just you need to turn out a little bit, and like, we'll get through it. The guy would refuse to play, and he's oh. the lead guitarist in that band. Like, there's no solos about him. Yeah, and he's a big part of it, shit. and he just sit, he just sits down there the whole time, like, they can't do it without me. I'm not playing. <laughs> this yeah, is man. like a child. Are you fucking serious? There was no no solos for that Reading gig. And, oh, and yes. I, I have two guys that keep, like, did he not play the did he not play the guitar in my own no. band? And this guy can solo That's amazing. I, 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 I did Massive Boys take it. I Brad take it. When he didn't play, when he didn't play, I did I did the Massive Boys take it when he didn't play the gig. They just got on it like like absolute professionals, mate. Because clearly they, they've had it before, right? Oh yeah. yeah they, they, <laughs> we were all like, "Is this actually happening?" There's no, you can't do this. He oh, did it. Was the, uh, he did it the whole time. <laughs> it was the entire show. It's like an hour and a half, and it's just there not playing. Like. This is insane. <laughs> I like the idea of him doing like Ozzy said, where he's literally sat on the end of the stage, like with his legs crossed, like the band are playing, and he's sat and he's around, but he's just letting everyone know that I'm not, pl- I'm not playing. I can't do Arjun's amazing voice that makes him sound like he's a bee. Like, <laughs> but that's the thing. Playing. He he would he would be on Lagoon would be on stage, and he he'd let everyone know that he was there, but he wasn't playing. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, great, you can. And but the rest of them just troop through. But it's, the thing is, like, he, he's so good, he needs to be in that band, and he knows it. Yeah. So he's just like, I can do this. That's <laughs> right. He's <laughs> not the kind of guy I'd want to be in a band with, but I'm still happy to, to know the guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a legend as well, by the way. He's fucking, I love that guy. Oh, shout out. Shout out and love to the Massive Boys as well. Like, Massive, I love yeah. good, man. I've just started a new podcast as well that's fucking sick. Yeah, yeah they've got a new album coming out. Well, they're recording it now, right? So looking forward to it. Man. Yeah, man. Which, that, which, that was that was that tour. I mean, we toured with with some fun people, man. Like we toured with Pat Lansky was was huge. And yeah. That guy's a beast. But you know, we were <clears throat> we had no right to be on that tour, to be honest. Like that that guy's 
doing arena like not arena, like theaters and stuff and, yeah. and and he's so professional and <laughs> and then you go us you know we're, we're all right but like <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was awesome and the guy was so accommodating and stuff and it was really good but massive was was a lot of fun those guys can drink yeah. almost as much as us and they can <laughs> have as much you know tomfoolery let's say and 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 it, it was great you know fucking oh. fucking dudes man yeah. Like even after that gig, I was speaking to Brett Hall the other day, just having a catch up on that. I was like, yeah, weren't you guys just outside the back of the Gifford for like three or four hours just chatting with Massive? I was like, yeah, Ben Laguda was telling us about his prison convictions and now we But then they got us good at the end of the tour. Fucking managed yeah. to con the van keys and then just stashed a load of fish around the van. So... Oh man, there were so <laughs> many fish, man. That van stopped the fish for like a month, man. Fucking. What did they do? Come, fucking ram the van full of fish. They yeah, went. Man. They literally went to the to the fish market in Reading, got fresh fish, and just dropped <laughs> it all over all of our shit. And, and we were, oh, we were in the venue sick. for like we were in the venue for like twelve hours, right? So we didn't know for yeah, the entire time. But you know what, man? <laughs> Get back like to the van, and it's like. Sum it's off here, man. That's what, just reminded me, though. Like, Cowboy <laughs> betrayed us that night. So he he, did, he's he fucking did, old man. one. He's fucking yeah, old one. He's getting fucking kept next time. <laughs> that's that's the target for 2021. Mm. Fucking just make sure that he gets what he's owed. Oh, he is. <laughs> also, every band needs to aspire to Massive's fish game, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's sick. Their prank like, game is is behind, up there, good. like behind the glove box. You know, like when your glove box falls out and it's like, oh fuck, everything's gone all under it. It's like in there, but like to the right. Yeah, oh, there's a fucking snapper in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you find any like a, a, like two months later? But you'd find no, it, it didn't take. We we did a big search, but it did take us like a good few hours. But that smell, no matter how much you, you deep cleaned it, it was. Oh, it, it, it was, was bad, man. It was bad. <laughs> okay, good effort, massive. Good effort. Yeah, well done, man. Yeah, no, good. I'd, uh, good that was a fucking fun tour. That was it good. was a fun tour. It sounds it. <laughs> great. But also, shout out to Piston. After that, we did a tour with Piston. Mm. That was, that and, was uh, a fucking they, 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 they were late additions, actually. It was supposed to be just us and, and Hannah Whitland, but Piston were brought on, and uh, first night, I was just like, mm. these guys. I like, I like these guys. This is gonna <laughs> have a nice time. <laughs> we did, we had a, we had a great time. <laughs> yeah, like I say, Jack, Jack spoke highly of you. And yeah, I felt, felt the love. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great guys, man. And, and they're doing fucking well. And I, I like them because they're fucking weird. And, <laughs> and, and, and I like them a lot. And the, and the music is cool, man. So fucking go for it, boys. Mm. Um, finally, uh, a question that I always like to ask everybody that comes on. It's a bit of a hypothetical one. Um, if you could answer individually, uh, if you could pick one band from the past and one band from the present to tour with, who would they be? You go first. I can I can give you the same answer for both. Um, so the band from the past would be mm. Alice in Chains with Lane Staley, mm. and the band now would be Alice in Chains with William Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> the same, same answer for both. Uh, <laughs> it. Hey, a real fan wouldn't have needed a specification on on the lead singing day. Well, I'm just I'm just playing to the audience. You're catering. You're catering. You're catering. <laughs> Stop catering, man. Just, just be be. The audience, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I need off. more of that. I need more of that. I'll, I'll rip your dick off. Just chill out. Hey, you'll have a hard time finding it, mate. Go for it. Oh, Jim, what would you have? Uh, all right. Uh, new band. Mm. These Wicked Rivers. Oh, don't oh. be a piss-ass. Come on. Oh. Hey. Hey, it's oh. Come on. That's, that's my fucking answer, mate. I'm on your podcast, so. Oh, bless yeah. you. Well, if it's like, if it's a big band... God bless him. <laughs> and uh, old band. Uh, up, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah, Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Man. Sick. Mm. Cool. That's That's cool man. I mean, it'd be annoying because you probably have a load of shit said you should do this, you should do that. But nice riff, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Less solo, more riff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fuck your solos off, Tom. Who do you think you are? 
with your fucking fuck off, you know. I'll, anyway. I'm a big fan of fucking. I mean, I'm 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 gonna shit on you both because I'm more of an audio slate fan, which is probably yeah, same. Same. Ah man, yeah. fucking banging. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I prefer him. first album. Oh, it's class. Incredible. Like, un- I think it's 10 out of 10, that album. Yeah, yeah. In- that's a record that never leaves the van. It's always in the van, mm. Audio Slave's mm. first record. It's always on at least once every three days for me, man. It's fucking incredible, that, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say, nah, but touring with... Uh, you know what? I'm changing my answer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. I know you're trying to wrap yeah. it up, but... Oh, no, it's all right. no, it's cool, man. Give me this one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Eighty-seven Guns and Roses. Yes. Because, We've had a few go eighty-seven Guns. Mm. Yeah, just because, like, if I'm honest, I'm not really in it for for the music. <laughs> I'm in it to get fucked up. Like, I mean, if you if you <laughs> everything in the world is this. Right? So, <laughs> so I'm going eighty-seven Guns because I'd have a nice time. If the you shows were, would probably be terrible, but yeah. <laughs> if you were going for pure for pure like party vibes, you could go with like Motley Crue. Yeah, but I think even even I back myself, but they would outdo me. Have you read that book? My yes. We watch like I'm I'm up for a partying, but I need to have a good friend group there. They just fuck each other's wives, and it's all it's too much for me. Like. <laughs> so guns is your nice like little guns is like your pumpkin. Yeah, guns is like you all get fucked up, but you're not absolute dickheads to each other. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, right, so that's my answer. Nice one, boys. Beautiful, right? Massive thanks, Rajan and Deggy from Gorilla Riot for chatting. I change it. I change it. Away. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I'm in the oh. thing. Sorry, I'm I just, I'm just saying. There was spammer in the works. Uh, uh, Oasis. Here we go. Oasis. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Oasis fan, man. Same. Oasis. There's a tonal change there. Yeah, that, that's my answer. Because. Yeah. Like are you sure? Oasis. See, right. So we've gone from we've gone from rage, <laughs> yeah. and then pissed ass to fucking Guns N' Roses '87. Yeah. He let me do the fucking end, ending sentence. Yeah, yeah. He stopped me, and now we're going Oasis. Yeah. I'm going Oasis. Haven't, I'm sticking haven't with it. Covered, you haven't even covered Seal yet. Like he's gonna go on to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about Seal now. Just get it out your system. Seal, Seal. Do you have a Seal? Yeah, yeah. For that but, one tune, two songs, crazy two man, songs. crazy right. great tune. Yeah, like imagine getting him doing backing for some of that. That'd be dope. Oh, oh, imagine pulling him out of the gif. Like behind there's the not, gift. there's not enough horrible things in the world that will let this boner go down. If I got to play with Seal, <laughs> it would be incredible. Oh. Hey, be, I, I would grow at least two inches beyond myself to play with that guy. <laughs> magic. Anyway, sorry. Nice. He's looking rivers. <laughs> yeah, well, this is it. Arjun's fucking gig. We've got rivers opening, um, then then fucking seal doing two songs, yeah. and then, then Gorilla Riot, and then fucking. Nah, we're not even playing. Man. We got guns. We got guns, and then like, we got fucking ah. oasis. No, you can't. You can't fucking pick two or three. They're not waiting in the car park. They're all waiting for me. Alan, can, can, we just chuck, can we chuck Motorhead in there as well? They'd be up for crack. I mean, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, I'm disgraced. You know. I'm, I'm, I was expecting you to pick Motorhead. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right. bro, have you seen them live? They are they are men, but they're not oh, as good right. as, as some. What did you I gave, again, I gave I gave a logical answer because my three favourite bands of all time are Motorhead, Turbo Negro and The Cult. But I mm. think for us, and I think... Chains in either way would be the one I'd have to pick. He's De- Deggy's going business. I'm I'm thinking yeah. from oh, yeah. the heart, man. <laughs> thinking from the heart. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Alice in Chains. Yo, give us a slot, you dickheads. <laughs> right, I need a piss. <laughs> Sergeant, you're gonna have to let me. Can stop. I? Can I watch? <laughs> yeah. No, you can. <laughs> Once we finish, I'll take the laptop up. <laughs> yeah. can, can have a look at me troublemaker. <laughs> My night is sorted, man. Yeah, Sweet. man. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking Ryan, right, has got this set up so that he doesn't have to edit anything afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> We've completely fucked you know, it. You know, you know what's happening? I'm, I'm leaving that last segment in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go for it. Go People for it. People will watch till the end. <laughs> um, I hope they can, there's a zoom in feature on YouTube. <laughs> Right, massive thanks for Arjun and Deggy from Gorilla Riot for chatting to us. For those that haven't already picked up some Gorilla Riot goodness, check out their online store, pick up your copy of Peach. Make sure you give them mm. love on Facebook, Insta, and all that. It's fucking good, man. Yeah, it's fucking good, man. Hopefully, see you boys Shit. at a gig soon. All right. Yeah, man, for sure. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us. Boys.
So that was uh, our brothers Deggy and Arjun from Gorilla Riot. Uh, mm. I enjoyed that, man. As I said before, like teased it. It's, uh, it was a much more like similar to when we spoke to Jack from Piston. You know, we, all, we every, every chat we have, we enjoy, but some of them feel more like we're just having a pint and it's mm. a bit of a catch up. You know, and I, I felt that vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the stories. It's good I'm, story. I'm always big on the stories. I like the stories. I'm always big on the story. Well, the thing is, is that you know, per person, they're always going to be completely different. Yes, yes, you know, and they'll come out differently. Right? Yeah, and th- this is it. Um, it's 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 just interesting. I, I like the conversation <laughs> discussion around uh, the new wave of classic rock because mm. I think it was brave. Uh, not a lot yeah. of bands had, had put that discussion out there, and and I think that takes like I think there's rather than. It's very easy to say that takes balls, you know, but I think it's it's a very mature thing to mm. have a conversation like that. It's okay to have discussions around the scene we're involved in and whether we're all doing as much as we can and whether it's all the right thing. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, and mm. I think it's important to have them discussions openly between all bands and everyone that's involved in it, you know, and I, feel, I, I just thought it was cool of them to put that out there and to have a bit of a chat about it, you know. Yeah, you know, I think... Um the, yeah, the, they're genuine, so that you know, you, you yeah, know, Arjun in particular. I mean, Dougie's mm. a dude, but Arjun, you know, he's he's a character, and he don't take any <laughs> shit, you know. And I I respect him for that, man. He knows mm. what, what where he wants to be, um, and as a band, I, f- I get that feeling. You know, it's mm. not like it's just Arjun, like with Dougie as well. I feel like they all stand together on that, you know. And I I think that's really cool. Yeah, you know, I think they've they've um, they clearly have an idea of what they want to be doing where they want to be going and you know you can't help but respect them for that so mm. I'm pretty sure that even though we've all left the zoom conversation Arjun's camera's probably still I on. think it's still on there yeah we chatted yeah. with Deggy afterwards when Arjun went and his camera just remained on <laughs> I think it's the first time he's ever been on zoom <laughs> and I think wherever he is now it's still, that laptop will still be on on his bed probably <laughs> <laughs> I love that he Bless just him. like he was like oh I've got to go now and so he just got up and walked away. yeah and then we chat with Deggy <laughs> for ages <laughs> And like you know, it's good that we didn't get changed in his uh, in his bedroom at the time. Otherwise, we would have seen what was under what was properly Santa's sack at that point. You know, so. yes. We, but yes, uh, that is all for this week. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, so we will see you next week. If you um, want to uh, follow us on Facebook and all those kind of things, um, you don't f- get upset about the YouTube, all right? Because we, I know it bothers you, and I don't want it. I don't want it to affect you again. So I'm going to say it on Ryan's part. If you're listening on Spotify, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on YouTube. Can we give us some love, man? Yes. Um, but yes, if you if you follow us on Facebook, you'll find that, uh, or Instagram, you'll find that on Wednesdays we release a teaser of who is coming out. So uh, again, you're missing out if, you, if you're not following us. So. And if you are giving us love watching our beautiful mugs right now on the YouTube, like, subscribe, share share the love and keep the vibe going yes and we'll uh, see you next week see you next week